church say amen? Can the church say praise the Lord? Can the saints say hallelujah? Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. You know, he sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me, and you know what? He loves me right now. And all my love is still yet due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Oh, thank God for that song today. I might use that later today. Praise the name of Jesus. We give glory to God today in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank him for his goodness and his kindness and his favor in our lives. Thank God for all of you who are here today. Thank God for hearing Brother Dwayne over there today. Amen. And for the choir and Brother Eric and all of you who are present. The ushers on the floor. Thank God for Brother William and Brother Nehemiah. Thank God for all of you today. Praying that God is working in your lives. And I want you to know that he is. The one thing I've come to understand is that you know that when you're building a foundation, you've got to lay it strong. And it's not always fun <laughs> to lay a foundation, but that's what we're doing now at Shadydale. We're laying a foundation. And, you know, when the building is built, you're not going to see it no more. <laughs> so you've got to do it right the first time, and that's what we're trying to do right now. And I want you to be encouraged, saints. Be encouraged that God is working in our midst. Like the root of a tree, when you put the seed in the ground, you're not going to see it no more. But some things are happening under the ground. And one day it's going to show fruit. We're going to enjoy it. I want us to enjoy it together. Amen. Amen. Look with me at Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 1. We read, when you find it, say amen. Isaiah 40 and verse 1, we read, says, Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and crowd to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. New Testament scripture today is found in the Gospel of St. John, John's Gospel, chapter 10. We're going to begin reading at verse 31. John, chapter 10, verse 31, when you find it, say amen. John 10 and 31, we read, Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works I have shown you from my father. For which of these works, which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him saying, for a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy. And because you being a man, make yourself God. Jesus answered them, is it not written in your law? I said you are gods. If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the the father sanctified and sent into the world. You are blaspheming because I said I am the son of God. If I do not do the works of my father, do not believe me. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the father is in me and I in him. 
Therefore they sought again to seize him, but he escaped out of their hand. And he went away again beyond the Jordan to the place where John was baptizing at first. And there he stayed. Then many came to him and said, John performed no sign, but all the things that John spoke about this man were true. And many believed in him there. Today I want to share with us briefly from this subject, the Christian experience. Don't hate the good shepherd. Don't hate the good shepherd. Let us pray. Kind Heavenly Father, we bless your holy name. And we give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. For Lord, there is none like you in all the earth. Send your Holy Spirit today, Lord. Let it breathe afresh upon us, Lord. And let it baptize us with your fire, Lord. I praise you and I bless you in the midst of your people, Lord. Saying hallelujah. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto your great name. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous can run into it and find safety and be saved. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now hide your servant today, Lord. In the midst of all that goes on, bless me, your servant, Lord. Let me down in that well of wisdom today that I might come up sharing your word, Lord. Do your mighty work, Lord, in the midst of your people. Transform hearts and minds, O oh Lord, and let the love of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide in this sanctuary today, Lord. Meet us and come and dwell among us, Lord, and have your way. Be thou glorified. We thank you in the strong, saving, comforting, satisfying name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Today our subject is the Christian experience. Don't hate the good shepherd. We've been preaching from this theme and for some time, and I know that each time we share from it, I want to challenge you again on another level, but I hope that we realize that from time to time that we look at our own lives and reflect our daily living, how we treat one another, how we see ourselves and how we live our lives before God. Because I want us to live... Christ-like every day, not just on Sunday morning, but every day of our lives. I want this to dwell within our hearts and become a part of us that we know that we are pleasing unto God. I don't want this just to be a ritual that you have every week. Get up on Sunday and go to church and get up on Monday and go to work and come back on Wednesday and show up on Saturday if something's going on. But I want you to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. I don't want you to lean on grandma's religion and your aunt and uncle's religion, but I want you to know him for yourself. Because when you know him for yourself, it don't matter what trials and tribulations come up in life, because they're coming. <laughs> You're going to have obstacles and trials and tribulations, but you need to know Jesus for yourself. You need to be able to call on God in your trying moments and know that he will lead you and guide you. In Isaiah's gospel, in Isaiah's Chapter 40, we read here, and we, I've been saying this is a vision or a picture of God's plan for mankind. It says in Isaiah 40, Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak, comfort you, Jerusalem, and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. See, God came that your sins might be forgiven. 
And he gives you the power of his Holy Spirit to live daily his, his, live, his, his plan for your life. And he said, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. You don't have to wait for a perfect time. You can start living for Jesus right now. Start as the old saints used to say, walking in the highway of the king. Our hearts are full of praise and we're happy all our days. Walking in the highway of the king. We want to live for God right now. Not waiting until a better day, but living today for Christ. So that every valley shall be exalted and every mountain hill brought low. There are going to be valleys and there will be mountains, but I want us to live for Christ through it all. No matter what goes on or what our obstacles might be, to live for Christ every day of our lives. So the crooked places shall be made straight. The rough places smooth. And we're going through those times right now, it seems, where things may not be like we want it to be. Things may not be going according to our plan or our vision in life, but I want you to know that God's going to come work it out for us. He's going to make the crooked things straight, and the rough places are going to be made smooth. And all the joy we'll feel when God comes and works things out for us. We realize in the Lord, I couldn't do it, but oh, what a mighty God we serve. Our God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. And he has the power, and it lives within our hearts. And I want us to release the power today in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives, in our struggles. Let's release the power of God in the things that we're going through. Say to the things that, as the scripture says, we can speak to the things that be not as though they were. We can say, I am healed. My life is going to be worked out. Shadydale is going to be better. The pastor is going to be better. The choir is going to be better. Everything is going to be better. As we believe in God and depending on his power. Whatever you're going through in life, believe that God is working it out. Because it says in the next verse, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Whatever you're in right now, if you can't see the glory, keep looking for the glory to be revealed. Don't throw in the towel today thinking, you know, this is it or this is as best as it's going to get. No, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Now I want us to keep on running the race. For the race is not given to the what? The swift or the strong. But we got to hold on until the end. And I want to say the end is not yet. But oh, the kingdom of God is on the way. It is here in our hearts and in our lives. We got to believe in God's power. Believe that he's working. Believe that he's doing things in his own time. And oh, the glory. Oh, the glory, the glory that's on the way. It said it shall be revealed. And see, I don't have to worry about you seeing it then. Because we all see it. The Bible says, oh, we're going to all see it together. God's going to reveal the glory. I want us to hold on to God's unchanging hand. It might be shaking, but hold on to God. Uh, your life might be going through trials and tribulations, but hold on to God's unchanging hand. We're talking about the Christian experience. Don't hate the good shepherd. As we go to our New Testament passage of scripture in John's gospel, of John chapter 10. John's gospel is written that we might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God. And he said, he said, his, he, he sent him 
Yes, he sent him as a virgin, but he sent him as the son of God. He had a purpose for his life that men and women, boys and girls might believe him, might receive him and receive power to become also the sons and daughters of God. But John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him, whether you're rich or poor, whosoever would believe in him, whether you're black or white or Hispanic or Indian, whatever you might be, would have everlasting life. That's the power of the gospel, that you might have everlasting life. It's not being held away from some people, uh, blockaded, blockaded from some people, but it's whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. As we share in his faith, the kingdom of God will grow. And I want us to believe in him, believe in this gospel that Jesus is, has given unto us. And today we're preaching from the end of John chapter 10 and talking about the shepherd. And over and over again, I've been telling you about the shepherd, how he's the real shepherd, how he's the good shepherd. And we need to trust in him and depend on him. But through all of those things, we find that still people still didn't like him, still didn't believe in him, still despised him, still rejected him. And I want to say to Shadell today and to you, let's not hate the good shepherd, but let's love him for all that he's done for us. There are three things in this text of scripture today in John chapter 10, beginning in verse 31. That we don't need to hate the good shepherd. We don't need to hate the good shepherd. The first thing I want to see in John chapter 10, verse 31, it says, don't hurt the good shepherd. Look at John 10, verse 31. It says, then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, many good works I have shown you. From my father, for which of these works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, for a good work, we do not stone you, but for blasphemy. And because you being a man, make yourself God. See, we find that people wanted to hurt Jesus. They wanted to, they said, the scripture says, then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Now, in my sanctified imagination... I would say that they didn't pick up those stones to to decorate him. Help me, Holy Ghost. They didn't take up those stones to try to build a wall around him. They wanted to use those stones to hurt the very son of God. And stoning is a terrible way to get hurt. Because they take stones and they throw them at you to, to try to crush your body. To try to break you and, 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 and to, 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 to take your life away from you. They took up stones to hurt Jesus the Christ, the Son of God. And I want to say to us that Shady Dale, say to you as believers, don't do anything to hurt Jesus. Don't do anything. And you see, this wasn't a mistake. You know how some people say, I made a mistake. This wasn't no mistake. They intentionally grabbed up the stones and they were getting ready to throw them at our Savior and Lord. They weren't trying to hide it neither. Now I want us as believers to realize that there are times in our lives when we need to be careful how we treat one another. 
What scripture says, no, be careful how you treat strangers because you might be entertaining an angel unaware. So let's be careful how we treat one another. The scripture, the message today, the Christian experience, don't hate the good shepherd. And they decided that they were going to take up stones and kill Jesus Christ. So I want us to be careful how we treat people. Because you never know what impact the things you do and say may have on somebody's life. Don't hurt the good shepherd. Look at Psalm 109. In verse 1, Psalm 109 and 1 says, Do not keep silent, O God of my praise, for the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful have opened against me. They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. They have also surrounded me with words of hatred and fought against me without a cause. In return for my love, they are my accusers. But I give myself to prayer. Thus they have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. This is what Jesus went through as your good shepherd and my good shepherd. They hated him. They despised him. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't want to hear from him. They, they tried to, to bring words against him. And, you know, today, you know, stoning seems like an archaic way of handling anything. And you and I might not literally stone anybody. You know the old saying when we used to play on the playground? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. You know, and you may even come to know in your life that that's not necessarily true. Because sometimes the words that people say about you truly hurt you. They break your spirit and cause you to wonder about who you really are. And I don't want us to hurt one another. And I don't want us to hurt Jesus and the things we do and the things we say. We want to realize that we don't want to hate the good shepherd. Number one, don't hurt the good shepherd. The second thing today in our message is don't forget what the good shepherd has done. Look at John 10 and verse 34. It says, Jesus answered them, is it not written in your law? I said you were gods. If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the Father sanctified and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God? If I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe the Father is in me and I in him. See, don't forget what the good shepherd has done. Hasn't God done marvelous things in your life? You need to remember them in your time of trouble. Instead of saying, you know, well, the Lord done forgot about me. He left me out here by myself. You know, I'm going through all these troubles and lost my job and my friend moved away and my wife is sick and all these troubles. See, like the Lord has done forgot about me. But I need you to remember and not forget all the great things that God has done for you. And no, don't hate on the Lord. Just because you're going through some trials or because you're going through some burdens right now. Don't hate on the Savior. Don't forget about all that he's done for you. He gave his life for you. That's enough right there. To thank him and to praise him and to recognize that he is still the good shepherd. He still gave his life for me. And he still loves me. Don't forget what the good shepherd has done. 
So Jesus says to him, you know, wait a minute here. Now, hold on. Now, don't, don't, don't throw those stones right now. Do y'all remember what all that I've done for you? Do you remember what the word of God says? The Bible calls us gods. And, 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 and even if, if that's not enough, look at all the work that I have done. Healing the sick and raising the dead. and Bringing people out of trouble. Paying off your bills and your debts. Didn't he tell the, one of his disciples to go fishing? And the first fish you pull up, pull them out and then there'll be money there. Take it, go sell it, pay my taxes and yours too. What a mighty God we serve. Sometimes we forget the things that God has already done for us. We want to start hating because he ain't doing what we want him to do right now. How miserable our lives would be if we forget about what God has done for us. Isn't that the sin that the Israelites made? God brought them over the Red Sea on dry ground. They get on the other side, they start forgetting about it. It's so easy to forget what God has done. Look at Psalm 103. Psalm 103, one of my favorite psalms. It said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. We don't need to forget what the good shepherd has already done. We need to remember his goodness, remember his kindness, the fact that he forgave us of our sin. We don't deserve that. We deserve to die on the cross like he did. But oh, thank God for Jesus, for giving his life for us and taking our place on that cruel cross. He heals our diseases. What a blessing. You know, anybody ever been down, been sick, been in trouble, but yet the Lord brought you out of it? He raised you up off your bed, gave you energy and strength. He's yet here, you yet here in the land of the living. That's enough to give you thanks and praise. And it says, he redeems your life from destruction. There have been times in your life when you look like you wasn't going to make it. Like they was going to get ready to put the dirt on you. But thank God that you're still standing here today. He can redeem your life out of trouble. And then he says, he crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. And he satisfies your mouth with good things. So that your youth is renewed. Like the eagles. Oh, what a blessing. Who wouldn't serve a God that will renew your youth every once in a while? It's like going home and getting a little bit of, of bluebell ice cream. I know it don't mean a whole lot, but it just makes you feel good sometimes. People don't know the, the taste of goodness of the Lord. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Hasn't he been good to you? Don't hate on the good. Shepherd. The third thing and the last thing is don't drive away the good shepherd, but believe him. Look at John chapter 10, beginning at verse 39. It says, therefore, they sought again to seize him, but he escaped out of their hand and he went away again 
beyond the Jordan to the place where John was baptizing at first. And there he stayed. Then many came to him and said, John performed no sign. But all the things that John spoke about this man were true. And many believed in him there. See, as believers, we don't want to drive God's Holy Spirit away. We don't want to drive the good shepherd away. But we want to welcome him and celebrate him and most of all, believe in him. Look at these, the, the Jews, after Jesus tried to explain himself to them and gave him inside the story, they tried to take him down again. It seems like no matter how good you are, no matter what good you do, some people still will hate on you. They'll still talk bad about you. Still try to slander you and gossip about you. But I still want you to know that Jesus ain't going to take that forever. Jesus will go to a place where people will love him and celebrate him. And we see that Jesus left and went back where John was baptizing. And when he got over there, he said they believed in him. They didn't talk trash about him, but they said everything that John spoke about this man was true. In other words, there's going to be somebody that's going to believe in you. Somebody that's going to support you and love you and, and affirm you and give you the, the, the things you, you really need. That's what Jesus will receive. Because he's not going to always strive with us. He wants to be in a place that will receive him. And we find here in verse 42, and many believed in him there. And I want say it to be a place we believe in Jesus Christ. I want this place to be a place where we love God and keep his commandments and trust what God has said. Because when we believe the gospel, his spirit draws others toward him. Didn't the Bible say, and I, if I be lifted up, will draw all men unto me. So we need to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And no matter what goes on in our life, we can trust that he's going to work things out. As we close, it's Psalm number 27. Some of you know this by heart, but it said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, guess what? They stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, and that will I seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. So you don't want to drive God away. We want to dwell in his presence. Dwell in his power and know the peace of God. Because that's where we want to be. We want to love and celebrate the good shepherd. Today I pray you understood the message today as we stand together. Let's stand this time. <laughs>